This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. A shakeup within Ukraine's government and why Germany is reluctant to send tanks to Ukraine. This is the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Ukraine's government dismissed several deputy ministers and regional administrators on Tuesday. This was in response to reports of corruption and misuse of power. Ukraine is a country that really struggled with corruption and graft before the war. And now that allies are sending Ukraine billions of dollars in aid, there's increased pressure for transparency. Here's NPR's Joanna Kakissis in Kyiv. 70-year-old Anatoly Yukimovich is shopping for groceries in central Kyiv and says he spent his life hearing about corrupt politicians. He has a cynical view of this government shakeup. He rolls his eyes and explains. For 30 years, our leaders would steal, 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 he says. Only the faces changed. For example, he says, he's embarrassed that Ukraine needs to ask for tanks or ammunition during this war. Give me this, give me that, he says. Is this normal? But others say this version of Ukraine, the country where graft is endemic, is moving to the past. We're changing. There's a culture shift. We are meet the challenge heads on. We're fixing it, you know. That's Timothy Milovanov, the president of the Kyiv School of Economics. He says it's good that the government was quick to dismiss six deputy ministers after even the hint of impropriety. It's very, very important that accusations have been specific and the responses have been specific. For example, he says, the deputy in the general prosecutor's office was dismissed for vacationing in Spain at a time where men of fighting age are barred from leaving the country. And the deputy minister of defense resigned after Ukrainian journalists revealed that the ministry purchased food for soldiers that in some cases cost up to three times higher than supermarket goods. And that resembles to me much more the Western, you know, like good state democracy, developed democracy, where people resign to preserve the integrity of the minister of defense. The scandal prompted defense minister Oleksiy Reznikov to promise that his ministry would completely revamp its procurement process in the coming months. Vitaly Shabunin of the Anti-Corruption Action Center, which is also investigating the procurement scandal, says Reznikov took too long to react. By contrast, he says, the Minister of Infrastructure fired his deputy immediately after allegations of bribery emerged. This is the right reaction, Shabunin says, and shows to the public that the government is ready to fight corruption. That's important to Western leaders who have donated billions in aid to Ukraine over the last year. The European Union, which Ukraine hopes to join one day, praised President Volodymyr Zelensky's government for taking corruption allegations seriously. In his nightly address to the public, Zelensky promised more shakeups would come this week. Back at the market, Yevgeny Martsinyuk, a young engineer, is waiting for a friend while puffing on a cigarette. It'll be decades before we know what happened behind the scenes here, he says. But I'll support the government no matter what. The Russians have their propaganda, and we have ours. Joanna Kakissis, NPR News. Kyiv. 
Germany is under increasing pressure to send its leopard tanks to Ukraine and to allow other countries, like Poland, to do the same. Germany fears such a move could escalate the war. But there are also deeper cultural and historical reasons behind its hesitance. Stefan Liebisch represented the left party in the German parliament for 12 years, and he spoke to NPR's Leila Fadel about Germany's reluctance. So let's start with these tanks. Why is this such a difficult decision for Germany? I can give you at least two and a half reasons. Uh, Let me start with history. So Germany started the worst war in human history that killed 60 million people, and most of them Russians. And after Germany's defeat in 1945, the Allied forces, and uh, especially the U.S. Americans, enforced pacifism for good reasons, and it worked. So until Germany's reunification in 1990, No German soldier took part in the war. So West Germany was part of the NATO and did have armed forces, but they never sent soldiers abroad. And the same was true for East Germany, where I grew up. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was only 2009 when the first German soldier was killed in Afghanistan. So the German society is not used to such things. Has that changed, though, now with the war in Ukraine? Because a recent poll shows this is a really divisive issue and half of Germany's population is pro-sending these tanks. Yeah, totally. Since February 24th, 2022, the beginning of Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine, everything is upside down here. So the German chancellor gave a speech a few days later announcing a Zeitenwende, a historic turning point with an increase of spending for defense up to 100 billion euros. We have never spent so much since the end of the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And yes, the majority of people in Germany is sad and angry about Russia's actions. And they supporting the delivering of weapons and actually Germany delivered a lot of weapons. So Germany with UK is number two after the US in supporting the Ukrainian defense with tanks, with an air defense system, with bazookas. But the Leopard 2 is a different thing. Why is it different? So the Leopard 2 is one of the most modern tanks in the world. And that was would cross another red line And like the U.S., Germany tries to avoid to be directly involved in that war. So the German government uh, would like to see a decision by the U.S. government that we do that together so that if the U.S. wants us to do that, and I understand the reasons for it, then they should send their M1 Abrams tanks too. And uh, there's another reason uh, the German defense industry is afraid that uh, the U.S. has an interest to replace the Leopards with their tanks. So there are economical reasons, too. I want to ask specifically about your party, which has called to abolish NATO in favor of a collective security alliance that involves Russia. And your party's roots go back to the party that ruled East Germany in the Soviet era. So does that influence your view of sending Leopard tanks to Ukraine? Of course, our party has uh, like two legs. There's a West German leg. It is a split off of the Social Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And you are right, there's this East German leg from the former Communist Party. Mm -hmm. But right now we have a lot of younger people uh, too. They are not so much um, influenced by that anymore. So we have divided opinions about the support of Ukraine. So some of our members are supporting it and some are more reluctant because of the past. And what is your viewpoint? 
So if our party is against illegal invasions, against breaking international law, then we should be very clear about Russia's illegal actions here too. And that happened, obviously. And so I think the country that is attacked by Russia right now mm -hmm. should be supported. That is my opinion. Now, you grew up in East Germany, and I'd love to understand, are feelings toward Russia more complicated in that part of the country than they are in the West? Mm -hmm. If you look at the polls, there is a majority in East Germany against delivering of the Leopard 2 tanks. And uh, in West Germany, there's a majority in favor of it. I think you have to understand that 40 years of the German Democratic Republic, uh, these years have changed things. So all people in East Germany learned Russian in school. There were a lot of contacts with the Soviet Union and, of course, with Russian people too. So there are different and sometimes deeper connections in East Germany than in West Germany, mm -hmm. and that may explain the higher reluctance. Stefan Liebisch, who represented the left party in the German parliament for 12 years, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back to this feed for more on the war and its impacts around the world. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, hosts Lizanne Saunders, Schwab's chief investment strategist, and Kathy Jones, Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, along with their guests, analyze economic developments and bring context to conversations around stocks, fixed income, the economy, and more. Download the latest episode and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.